Welcome to the Beach Grove United Methodist Church podcast, where you can hear our Sunday morning sermons in audio form and take them wherever you go. A reminder that if you want to watch the entire service, our services are available on our YouTube channel linked in the podcast notes. We would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast so that new sermons come into your feed as soon as they are available, and you can do this using your favorite podcasting app. We would love it if you would help to support the missions and ministries here at Beach Grove through your tithes and your offerings. A donation link is also linked in the notes below. And lastly, find us on Facebook and Instagram to follow along with all the fun things happening at Beach Grove, whether you live in Suffolk, Virginia or not. We hope you enjoyed this week's message, and please don't forget to share it with others. chapter 5, verses 13 to 18. Are any, among, are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth yielded its harvest. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us have a moment of prayer. Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be holy and pleasing to you. That through your word for us this day, we would listen, hear, and follow your word. That we would know and understand what it means to be a part of your community, both all over creation and right here at Beach Grove. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So, you know, one of the uh, questions that I often will get as a pastor uh, from both members and non-members alike in churches is, is what is the point? What What is the benefit of being a member of a local church? And, you know, when I look and I think about it and, and when we understand it in context of who we are as Christians, it boils down to something that we've talked about before, this word covenant. This idea of covenanting together, covenanting with God, covenanting with one another. And that becomes the the point. That becomes the understanding of what it means to be a member of the local church, right? The act of professing our faith, that is acknowledging God's love in our lives and committing to be a part of God's work here on earth is to say, God, I believe in who you are calling me to be. And when we look at this as a tangible action in our church, we often understand it in the form of baptism. And in our baptismal vows, we, we covenant in several different ways how we will live in community with both God and God's creation. And so when we begin to look at our faith, we see this understanding of covenant that we make with God. But you see, with God, the covenant does not stop there. 
Because God also calls us to covenant with creation. God then also calls us, because we are inherently communal beings, God calls us to covenant with each other. And so in the United Methodist denomination, our Methodist understanding of baptism calls us not to just be members of the kingdom of heaven, but also to be members of our local community, our local church, and to know deeply what that means. And so we understand broadly this nature of covenant with God, and then we understand communally this covenant that we then are called to make with one another. This community that we make with that that we make with one another. And so the people becoming members of the church make with those in the church, and then the people in the church making a covenant with the people who they are welcoming into membership. We begin to not only acknowledge the way in with our which our faith is communal, but we look at the way we live it out best with our relationship with God as well. And so what this means is is during that time, during the sacrament of baptism, and when we look at it, we kind of look at it in a couple of different ways because when we receive people into the church, we receive them in different ways. We receive folks in what is known as a profession of faith. Those are people who have never been baptized before. And so in that moment, we are baptizing them. They are professing their faith in God. And in the same moment, we are receiving them, not just as members of God's but as members of this local church community as well, as members of, and not only this church community, but the United Methodist Church in general too. We also receive people who come from other denominations, from other churches who come and they come and they see Beach Grove and they love what we do here at Beach Grove. And we don't rebaptize them because we don't believe in rebaptism. We believe God is the one who does the work in baptism. Therefore, we don't need to be rebaptized. But we call them to remember their baptism, to be reminded of the vows that they made at their baptism, and then to make another vow, another commitment to this community, to be a part not just of God's great plan, but to be a part of God's great plan and to participate here in this community. And this all happens in one question. One question that I ask, and this is one of like, oh gosh, I should have looked up how many I actually ask in this uh, liturgy. I think it's like six or seven, but this is just one question. Where I ask whoever is becoming members, as members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? Now, uh, that is on page 38 in your hymnals, and if you look in your hymnals, you will notice that that last word, witness, is not there. It is because in 2004, it was added, and instead of reprinting and calling people to rebuy all of the hymnals for their churches, smart move, United Methodist Church, they were just like, just make sure when you do the the, the service that you add this final word at the end of this one sentence. Your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. Now, over the next month or month and a half or so, we are going to go through these five different themes of how we faithfully participate in the ministries of this local church. And we're going to talk very much in a Beach Grove-centric idea and understanding, but to know also that these ideas, they're not just bound here at this local church. But if we think about any local church that we may serve in the future— 
Wherever we might be, we know that this is who we are called to be together. And so your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. And so we're just going to start right at the top today, and we're going to start with prayer. And many of y'all will remember, it seems like we just talked about prayer, right? We did that whole series on the five marks of a Methodist, and we explored that a Methodist prays constantly. So... What does that mean for us, right? I'm not going to rehash the whole sermon. I invite you, if you missed that week, we have it on our website. But to just give a really quick, brief synopsis, that prayer is the expression of our relationship with God entailing talking, listening, and acting on who God calls us to be. And so what do we learn from this? That prayer is this central theme in our faith. Prayer is the embeddedness of relationship within our faith. Without prayer... How do we have faith, right? And I ask that genuinely and seriously, without prayer, without genuine conversation and relationship with God, how then do we have faith? Our faith would seem very empty without that relationship. And so we are called to, and so from that, we are called to faithfully participate in the ministries of the church through our prayers, because prayer is this important, essential, and vital understanding to our relationship with God, and thereby our relationship with community. Right? John Wesley calls prayer a means of grace, meaning that these are the ways that God works invisibly in disciples, hastening, strengthening, and confirming faith so that God's grace pervades in and through the disciples. Right? So the nature in which we engage in prayer is not just to the benefit of strengthening our relationship to God. It does not just stop there but it also strengthens our relationship with our community. Why? Because in prayer, we show care, compassion, empathy. We do all of these things as well as connect God as the central point of our communities. God works in us through prayer. God strengthens and protects us. Prayer is both a means of communication and experience. And when we participate in our communities through prayer, we not only denote God as the center of not just our personal relationships of faith, but our communal relationships with faith, and we also remind and show those around us the same as well. We strengthen the community, not only our relationship with God, but our relationship with others. Right, and the cool thing is, is that in a lot of ways, it doesn't matter how we pray, right? We can use prayers like the Lord's Prayer or prayers that are found in your hymnal or the book of worship or the, the book of common prayer or any of those prayers can come from the heart. You can be led by the Spirit to say certain words in prayer and it is still a tool, it is still a discipline that helps to strengthen our relationship with God and community. And so it's not how we pray that is the question in this instance, right? When we were talking about Methodists praying constantly, the question was how we pray. But now that we've kind of looked at how we pray and we realize what it means to pray, now we ask the question, when it comes to participation in our local church, we ask the question, what do we pray for? Right? What do we pray for? And, and many of y'all may think that it's like, well, well, when we ask how we pray, that's kind of what we're asking, Pastor. And I'm, 
yes, of course, but I want to name that here in this conversation, this is the specific question we ask. Right, I can give you a structure to prayer. I can give you the structure of the Lord's Prayer, and I can say this is exactly how a prayer breaks down. But then when you're called to pray for something, what are you praying for? Right, and here's where we turn to our scripture today. Here's where someone like James really begins to help us out because here, as James is closing this letter, right, this is the final chapter in the book of James, trying to leave the people that he is writing to with just some good wisdom and words as he's trying to help them to understand their role in their community. What does James say? James says, are any among you suffering? That's not a rhetorical question, friends. Is anybody among you suffering? Amen? Well, then pray. Pray not only for yourself and your suffering, but pray for the other people and their suffering. Are any of you cheerful? Well, then you know what? We should give praise and thanks to God. Is anybody sick? And like, friends, sick of life is a valid sickness. They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them. Anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. What is James trying to tell us? James is trying to tell us what we're called to pray for as a community. James is saying that there are moments in community when we look at our sisters and brothers in Christ around us, we see joy, we see pain, we see hurting, we see sickness, we see all of these different things. And what are we called to do but pray for those around us? What is the greatest expression of community I can offer to someone who is sick? Yes, I can help them out, and we're going to get to that. But where it starts is we can have prayer with them. We can let them know that the Spirit of God is within each and every one of us. Just like in our relationship with God, prayer becomes the embodiment of community. Because every single part of our relationship with God and our community stems from prayer. If I cannot pray for my neighbor, how will I ever be able to help them? If I cannot pray for those who are sick, how will I ever know that they need help? If I cannot give joy for the celebrations in the life of my neighbor, how will they ever understand the true love and grace of God? Friends, these are things that are a part of our relationship with one another that get expressed in prayer. And this is how we live out faithfully in these ministries, in the ministries all around the church, to be in prayer for one another. Because we pray for everyone. We pray for each and every person in these pews. We pray for each and every person who we are tangentially connected to. I mean, have you seen our prayer list? There are people in these pews who are on our prayer list. There are people whom we are, are part of our families but have never set foot in this church who are on our prayer list. There are people in our communities who have never set foot in this church who are on our prayer list. Friends, that is what prayer does. When we pray for one another, we know the needs within our community. When we pray for one another, not just the community here in our local church, but the community more broadly. When we pray, our eyes are opened. When we pray, we are filled with the joy and love of God, and we get ready to go and share it with others. We pray not only for people, but we pray for the church. 
We pray for the church because we know that the local church is the best vehicle for us to live into the mission of who God calls us to be, to be disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. We know that it is us right here in these pews who do that work, who go out and help other people, but how will we ever know what we are called to do if we are not listening to who God is calling us to go out and serve? If we are not listening and praying for the services, for the missions, for the outreach, for the people that we are called to connect with in our community? Prayer brings us together. Prayer gives us purpose and vision in this church. Prayer is woven throughout all of our ministries. And if it's not, it should be. Right, many of you will remember right after I first got here, well, after kind of COVID died down a little bit, in 2021, we started this visioning process. How many many of you all remember that? We started this visioning process. What did we start with? We started with prayer, right? We started by understanding prayer and by creating a breakthrough prayer. Lord, break down the walls, around, break down our walls and reveal your pathways to us. Give us courage to go down the open roads of your future, right? We prayed that, we prayed that weekly, daily. We prayed that together as a community that God would work within each and every one of us. And then as we continued to go through the process, we continued to invite God to speak to us about where God was calling us. And where did God call us? Right, let me read it to y'all. It's on the front of your bulletin if you want to, if you want to pull it out real quick. Where did God call us? God called us to be a visible church without walls, strengthening our community by connecting resources to needs through partnerships. Where did God lead us? When we made prayer, when we made relationship with God, the centerpiece of what we were doing together, what did God do to us? God gave us vision. God gave us purpose. God pointed us down the roadway and said, this is where I want you to go. And it's in that that prayer brought us together because prayer is the centerpiece of our life together. Prayer called us forward as community. But you see, it doesn't end there. Right? We can't just say, oh, thank you, God, for this great and wonderful vision. Thank you for putting this amazing sentence in front of us that calls us to go out into the community. No, it does not because it continues. We continue to move forward through prayer. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle to think, who are those people in our community that we need to be connecting to? What are those things that we are called to be doing? How can we get outside the walls of our church? And friends, in order to answer that question, we've got to pray. So when we think about what it means to be a member of a church, of a local community, It means that we pray with and for one another. Right? We pray for those in our community who are hurting, who are in pain. We pray for the praises and joys. Why? Because those sorts of prayers, they build up our community. They build up the sense of grace and care and compassion so that when others see and look at us, they see the same grace that God has offered to us. And then prayer also becomes something that we do together. Why? Because we know that in praying together, in coming together and praying, that God gives us vision, that God gives us purpose, that God calls us 
to the community, to be community together, to serve, to witness, to connect. We faithfully participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers when we look to prayer as a discipline to grow our community together. With and for. With and for. We pray for this church. We pray for this community, for the people within it, for the ministries that come out of it. There's a reason I think that this one is first. Because much like when we were going through our visioning time, if we do not start with prayer, if we do not ground the entire relationship of this community with prayer, if we do not ground the relationship of this community with God in prayer, then I fear we will be lost as we continue to go forward. So let us pray with and for one another as we faithfully participate in our prayers. Amen.